Let me get a book, yeah! Welcome to Book It, a wrestling podcast where we book and revisit your favorite wrestling storylines. I'm your commissioner, High Five Mike, and today I have your GMs, Damone, D-Money Allen. I'm glad my dentist wasn't Isaac Yankum. Prime time, Travi T. But was it Britt Baker? I wish. Little Fudge? I'm glad my dentist wasn't Isaac Yankum. The bad guy, Kenny? Hello there. Take those off. Those do not belong to you. They do now. Hey, <laughs> What's a dentist? <laughs> Yuck. What is a dentist, Kenny? <laughs> hey, we ended up in some dark places saying that in our lives. <laughs> I feel like Morpheus right now. I'm like, you want the red pill? Like Kenny, Kenny's best friend is now a dentist. Den- Kenny, Kenny's getting to know all the dentists. Oh, yeah. Uh, He's not letting that happen again. Mm-hmm. Um, he's brushing his teeth eight times a day. He's got floss on hand. He drinks mouthwash. Y'all want some random Kenny, news? Kenny's, Kenny's going to be uh, become a wrestler and be Kenny DMD. <laughs> he's going to tag team with Britt Baker and Isaac Ankum. I'm here for as long as they go to hell, though. He's gonna throw. The he's gonna has throw. To be in hell. He's gonna throw out the you know those toothbrushes you get from the dentist. You know, like in the the plastic wraps. He's gonna go, and that's gonna be his thing. He's gonna throw them into the crowd. Into the pancakes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what's, what's your random news, Travi? Uh, dog bounty hunters getting married on September second. Boy, I'm so glad that had to be told on a wrestling <laughs> podcast. I said it was random news. I asked if you wanted to hear it. I, I did. I wanted I to hear it. Also, his, yeah, no. Yeah, not uh, everything's about you, Mike. Shut yeah, the fuck well, up. It's not about me. It's about Book It, where this week Travis and Danny are going to do their booking for round two of Book It vs. Two. <laughs> so I'm just going to go right into it. If you're listening up to this point, stop, go back. Listen to um, the first episode of this book at verse or the first episode of the last book at verse and then catch up because it'll make Wait, way more sense. You said the first the first episode, episode of the first, of the book, first it? book at verse. Jesus Christ. Hey, yep, he said first, the first of this yeah. one and the last one. Yeah, Don't walk the first of this one <laughs> and the first of the last book okay. at verse. I, I recommend the first book at verse if you haven't listened to that one. Yeah. Hey, I won that one. Yeah. I won this one. <laughs> Um, all right, so we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna get started. Travis, who else? Kenny looked like somebody, but I can't tell who it is. Travis, I look like your stepdad. You or Danny, or what? <laughs> uh, I don't care. Danny, you want to go first? You want me to go first? I got it. Okay, all right. Oh, wrong one. Keep going. Right. So, our first match is going to be on the card is going to be a uh, pre show match for the hardcore championship. It's going to be a six man hardcore match with uh, Mick Foley, who's the champion up against uh, Steve Blackman, Stevie Richards, Psychosis, Nunzio, and Kevin Owens. So after the war that was Terry Funk and Cactus Jack at Sin, uh, Eric Bischoff uh, sees dollar signs around the hardcore division, because why wouldn't you? 
He sees the desire for destruction from the fans and in more and and in his mind, more men equals more violence. So he tells Mick Foley that he will defend the title against some of the most ultraviolent men in AWC. At Greed, it will be Mick Foley defending his uh, hardcore championship um, against Lethal Weapon Steve Blackman, Stevie Richards, the Psycho Luchador Psychosis, the Full-Blooded Italian Nunzio, and the Antichrist of Pro Wrestling Kevin Owens in a six-man hardcore match. Okay, Mick Foley says he's never been one to shy away from a challenge, and he's sure and he he's sure the good people in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, that's where it's taking place, will love to see some ultra violence. But don't think for a second that no matter what Foley will leave uh will leave without the hardcore title. This prompts Blackman to hit the ring. He tells Foley that it will be an honor to meet him inside the ring, but he will stop at nothing to bring the hardcore title home, uh, including earning his nickname Lethal Weapon. This brings out Stevie Richards, who tells Blackman that he knows nothing of the extreme and he shouldn't even bother showing up to Philly. Shout out to Ted Cheney. Uh, I can't say your last name from the Rewind Wrestling Network. Rewind Wrestling Network. Oh, that makes sense. <laughs> I mean, W I N D spells wind. <laughs> it, so, it took me a second too. <laughs> okay, I'll continue. He then directs the attention to Foley and tells him that he has saved the the he has saved the beating he's going to put on him for his entire career. This leads to Nunzio coming out, hurling insults at each man prior to telling the crowd that he will be the one to leave with the hardcore title and to prove he's the most extreme man in AWC. Next out is Bobby Heenan and the family. He tells them no matter what they bring to the match, none of them are psycho enough to deal with the insanity that psychosis brings. Psychosis takes the mic, rattles off a promo in Spanish, which prompts a hearty laugh from JBL, followed by, you tell him. <laughs> you tell him, psycho. You see, ah, keep scrolling too far past, sorry. You see Heenan ask if he understands Spanish, and JBL says no but he knows it has to be something good. Finally comes out Kevin Owens. He talks about how sick he is of these make-believe tough guys. He talks about how pro wrestling is full of fakes, uh, just like everyone in the ring right now. You all talk about being the toughest, the most extreme, the definition of hardcore, but all you've done is talk. Words don't win titles, fists do. He then starts a brawl on the ring. The family retreated uh, quickly, uh, followed by Stevie Richards, Nunzio, uh, is a uh, pop-up powerbomb to the outside. A stunner to Steve Blackman sends him out of the ring. Finally, a package pile driver to Foley, leaving Owen standing tall. And now here's the match. Okay. So the match starts, and everyone brings everyone begins brawling. Foley and Owens are trading right, uh, right hands in the center of the ring with Stevie Richards and Blackman brawling in the corner. Uh, Psychosis and Nunzio are cracking each other with chops. Finally, Nunzio lands a kick to the midsection, followed by a Sicilian slice off the top rope. Nunzio rolls out of the ring and starts looking for weapons. Nunzio throws in a trash can with various weapons uh, into the ring, as well as a few chairs, and then slides uh, in a ladder. As Nunzio is walking around to the next side of the ring, Foley gets uh, onto the apron and hits a, dr hits a diving two-handed bulldog to Nunzio, uh, driving his skull into the into the steel steps, Foley stands up and does the bang bang, 
as he as he walks to the other side of the ring. Foley pulls a table out from under the ring and sets it at ringside before looking into the camera and saying, You want extreme? Bischoff, I'll give you extreme. Foley then, that's my best Foley. Foley I like that. The second table why have, and, why, hold on, hold on. Why yeah. haven't you told us you could do that for the pre-intro? God damn. <laughs> We're sitting there hey. looking for pre-intros. That was literally the first time I've ever tried that. Um, <laughs> but you I'll do it again. You want Foley <laughs> then grabs a second table and sets it up on top of the original. Inside the ring, Steve Blackman has grabbed... Um, Eskrima. Yeah, Eskrima. That's what Eskrima sticks <laughs> from the trash can. He, he looks at them and smiles before screaming at, out the crowd, It's party time! As Blackman begins to light Stevie Richards up in the corner with multiple... Uh, Eskrimus uh, six shots. Kevin Owens hits Blackman in the back of the f- with a forearm shot. The two men trade shots until Blackman gets an advantage and hits a leg hook suplex to Owens onto the trash can. Onto a trash can, sorry. Uh, Blackman stands up and screams out in celebration before getting hit with a cactus clothesline to the outside. Both men fumble to the ground on the outside for a moment while inside the ring, Psychosis sets up a ladder, but Nunzio hits the ring and attacks Psychosis. Meanwhile, Foley has risen up to his feet and climbed back onto the apron. Foley hits a rolling senton onto Blackman on the outside, stumbles to his feet, hitting another bang-bang for the crowd. As Foley celebrates, Owens has also made his way to his feet and hits a, hits a uh, tope con hilo to Foley on the outside. Inside the ring, Nunzio hits psychosis with an arrivederci off the uh, ladder, but is immediately attacked by Stevie Richards. Richards and Nunzio brawl, but Nunzio uses the trash can lid to gain an advantage before hanging Richards over the ropes and hitting a rope hung face buster. Come on. Scroll too far. Okay. Onto a chair in the ring. At this point, Naito and Tajiri of the family come running out and start to scream out to Nunzio. Nunzio jaws back and forth with them for a moment before leaning out to grab them. As he does, uh, as he does this, uh, Bobby Heenan sprays a fire extinguisher in his face, and Tajiri rolls into the ring. Nunzio turns around in the ring and is immediately hit with poison mist from Tajiri. Nunzio stumbles around in the ring before uh, being hit with a reverse Falcon Arrow from Psychosis. Steve Blackman hits the ring with a steel chair, nailing Tajiri in the head. Psychosis rolls out of the ring as he and Naito pull Tajiri out. Bobby Heenan and Naito take Tajiri's lifeless body up the ramp as, as Blackman starts to lay shots into Nunzio before Owens enters and they start and they start brawling. Um, on the outside, Stevie Richards and Psychosis have started fighting. Stevie Richards hits uh, midsection super kick followed by a Stevie bomb onto the steel steps to psychosis. Blackman gets the advantage inside the ring and notices a ladder. He, he decides to make a last ditch effort to take out Owens. So he started, he starts climbing. Owens climbs with him at, to the top. Both men are trading blows with one another until Owens starts landing headbutts and smashing Blackman's face to the top of the ladder. Owens stands atop the ladder, hoists Blackman up and leaps from the ladder, hitting Blackman with a package pile driver. Owens rides over rides over the mat, and Blackman looks lifeless. The referee calls for a medic, but as he does, Terry Funk appears outside the ring and is brawling with McFoley. Both men trading hard shots. 
Terry Funk hits a, hits a clothesline to Foley, and they both tumble over the barricade and battle through the crowd and into the backstage area. Nunzio and C.V. Richards are trading shots opposite of the ring now. Both men put everything they have into each other. Medics have arrived, and they're taking Blackman out of the ring as Owen starts to get back up. Owens turns around uh, psychosis, turns around psychosis, hit the hits the apron and springboards into the ring to assault Owens. Owens catches psychosis midair and power bombs him out of the ring and through two stacked tables outside, collapsing against the ropes as he does. Um, as he does so, Owens stands up and turns around into a Stevie kick, sending him through the ropes on the outside. Nunzio hits the ring and starts brawling back and forth with the ladder, but Stevie blocks it by thrusting him further up the ladder. Stevie climbs up behind him, raining down shots uh, to the back the entire time. Stevie Richards stands stands on the support of the ladder while gripping Nunzio's head. He dies off and hits Nunzio with, with a Stevie T. Richards flips. Nun- Stevie T. Richards flips Nunzio over and pins him to win the Hardcore Championship scene <laughs> all right who wants to go first i'll start this one off all right um i don't have any complaints y'all went all out for this match especially it's a great way to start the event off so i'm going five stars i have no nothing i can say about it anyone else um i'm gonna give you a 4.5 I liked everything in the match except the winner. I kind of feel like Stevie winning felt kind of random. L. But why um, though? Because Stevie R- Richards is just the random. He's the okay. goat. I mean, that's fair. I'm not. I'm just. I was just asking for clarity. I just don't. I think the wrong person won. Okay. I, I really do. I think. Who do you guys think should have won? That's my. I guess that's my question. Kevin Owens. Sorry, my internet crashed for a second. Um, yeah, I thought that you were going to either have Mick Foley retain or um Kevin Owens win because yeah. you kind of built him up that he was going to be. He was going to take over the division, kind of. So, I, yeah, four point five. I'm I. I'll do 4.75, mostly because my only complaint is that I thought Kevin Owens should have won. Okay. Other than that, it sounded like it was good. Okay. I think that just leaves me. I, I'm i going to give it a 4.5 as well. Um, It had everything you need. I actually like Steven Richards winning. I thought the build was a little bit weak, but the match made up for everything. Uh, it gave okay. me everything I wanted, but yeah. All right, I'll do the next match. Okay. Right, I guess we'll just we'll just alternate back and forth, Danny. Sounds good. All right. So, following the events of Sin, Stephanie McMahon sets up a four-man tournament to decide who will face Dolph Ziggler one-on-one for the European Championship. Uh, Sami Zayn faced Billy Gunn, and JBL faced Shelton Benjamin. Benjamin was able to beat JBL, advancing to the finals. Uh, but to ensure that J- Billy Gunn didn't pass him, surpass him. JBL interfered in Billy and Sami's match, costing Billy the victory. Sami Zayn and uh, Shelton Benjamin face off in an instant classic, but Shelton Benjamin is able to pull away with the victory, setting up Benjamin versus Ziggler at Greed. Uh, Ziggler comes out, but as they're face-to-face in the ring, out comes Lana leading Prime to the ring. Ken Shamrock, Lance Storm, and Owen Hart jump in the ring like a pack of rabid dogs and jump Benjamin and Zayn and Ziggler, tearing them apart. 
The next week on Saturday Night Supreme, Lana and Prime explain, explain their actions. She explains that Prime finds the the way Ziggler won the title is despicable, picking the scraps of prey another predator took out. She says that Dolph Ziggler is a hyena inside of a lion's den. That's why they took him out last week. Zayn was a side dish that got sir, got what he deserved because he was the weakest link in the Fatal 4-Way match at Sin. And Sami Zayn, Sami Zayn was a gazelle, but no matter how hard or f- how fast he ran, he was only delaying the inevitable. Shelton Benjamin, however, um, he has promise. He shows the heart of a lion. He was only taken down because he stood in the way of Shamrock getting his hands on the European Championship. But that promise he shows is still there. Lana invites Benjamin to join Prime in exchange for giving Shamrock his position in the match. Benjamin hits the ring and tells Prime they are cowards and hypocrites. They attack men after a match with a blind side. He will never join them, and he damn sure isn't giving Shamrock his spot in the match. This leads to Prime jumping Benjamin in the ring. Eric Bischoff comes out and tells Shamrock that he has earned his respect because he saw what he wanted, and he was willing to do whatever it took to get it. So agreed, it will now be a triple threat match between Dolph Ziggler, Shelton Benjamin, and Ken Shamrock. Uh, the match starts and Shamrock is laying both men out with right hands. They try to fight him head on, but he's too strong. He sends Benjamin down with a right hand and then hits a belly-to-belly suplex on Dolph Ziggler. Then immediately hits uh, Benjamin with a German suplex. Shamrock stands up and screams out in an angry celebration, but when he turns around, he is hit by a jumping clothesline from Ziggler. Benjamin uses this opening from Ziggler to hit a dragon screw on Shamrock as he tries getting up to his feet. Uh, Benjamin and Ziggler start stomping and punching Shamrock to keep him grounded. Eventually, the two stand up as Shamrock rises to his feet. Both men look at each other and nod before hitting a dual leaping reverse STO. Uh, Shamrock rolls out of the ring and Lana looks over him. Ziggler immediately starts his assault on Benjamin, hitting him with punches and kicks before nailing him with the heart stopper elbow drops. Uh, Ziggler goes to pick up Benjamin, and but Benjamin hits him with an elbow uh, to the midsection. Benjamin hits Ziggler with a few lifting knee strikes and then hoists Ziggler up and power bombs him into the turnbuckle. Benjamin turns around to a right hand from Shamrock. Shamrock is punching and kicking Benjamin. Finally getting him cornered, he unleashes a flurry of punches to Benjamin, but Benjamin blocks most of the shots and counters with a roundhouse kick that hits square in Shamrock's face. This does nothing but enrage Shamrock, and he hits Benjamin with a hurricane rana, but Benjamin lands on his feet. Immediately, though, Ziggler hits Benjamin with a satellite DDT, and Shamrock hits a mid-section kick to, super kick to Ziggler, followed by a rolling knee bar. Ziggler is able to use his free leg to kick himself free, both men scramble to their feet, Ziggler limping on his right leg. They start to trade blows, and then Shelton Benjamin hits them with a double bulldog on both men. Benjamin immediately begins hitting Shamrock and pulls him into the corner. Benjamin pushes Shamrock atop the turnbuckle before sending it himself. Shelton Benjamin then hits a fallaway Northern Lights suplex on Shamrock. Benjamin starts to go for a cover, but Lana pulls uh, Shamrock out of the ring. Benjamin leans over the top rope, arguing back and forth with her until Ziggler hits him, hits him with a zigzag and goes for the pin. Shamrock rolls in and stops the pin, but is still hurting from the Northern Lights suplex. Uh, Ziggler starts fighting with Shamrock and he gets and gets him cornered. Ziggler runs to the opposite corner and then back and splashes Shamrock. Shamrock stumbles out of the corner and Ziggler jumps on his back, grabbing a sleeper hold. He, I lost my, I looked at the screen and lost my train place. Hold on one second. Uh, he holds it for a minute as Shamrock drops to a knee, but then he pushes himself back to a standing position. Drops to again to a knee, but muscles his way back up to his feet. Um, and just as it looks like he's going to fall, Shelton Benjamin runs in and hits both men with a T-bone suplex. Shamrock is rolled out of the ring by Lana again, and Benjamin drags Ziggler to a corner. Ziggler and Benjamin ascend the corner, and Benjamin hits a sit-out face buster off the top rope. He immediately goes for the cover, but Lana pulls Benjamin out of the ring. 
Benjamin is arguing with Lana getting in her face when Shamrock comes from behind and smacks Benjamin's head off the ring post. Shamrock rolls into the ring and locks an ankle lock onto the right leg of Dolph Ziggler. Ziggler tries to reach the ropes, but Shamrock drags him to the center of the ring and grapevines his leg, forcing Ziggler to tap out and making Ken Shamrock the new European champion. Okay, I'll go first. I'm going to give you a 4.75, and this is... I never thought I was going to say this, but the build needed more Dolph. Okay. It, it felt like the Bill Dolph was like a side character when he's he is the world he not world champion but he is the champion and he got okay. his, he got like wasn't he one of the people who got like jumped yeah and he pretty much did nothing about it so I felt like it needed more Dolph in it so four point seven five but the match itself I feel like would be fire so and. It felt like it was more double team than a triple threat, right? Am I? I disagree with that. There's very few double team moments. It's just that very beginning of the like, match where they they double team to get the advantage, and then they both started fighting immediately after. Uh, it it sounded like every time that I I heard something, it was both of them hitting Shamrock. But yeah, that only happened in the beginning of the match. Well, then they had him in the corner. And they didn't they both? No, he threw Dolph. Which Dolph put him in the corner, hits a splash, hit puts locks in a um, sleeper hold where he's like grapevines around the body, so he's like all around them. And Shamrock's trying to power through. He's standing on his feet, and then Shelton Benjamin came over and hit a T-bone suplex onto both of them. I think Mike is talking about the double bulldog. Is that you talking about? No. Oh yeah, the it double bulldog hit. is is him. Shelton Benjamin jumped, springboarded, and hit both men with the. Bulldog. He, no, no. he attacked both men, not teamed up with somebody else. Um, <laughs> I'm not ready to rate. Somebody else. Okay. Know. Also, uh, I'm just going to say this real quick before this. Danny, I lied. I kind of want to do the next match, too. And then you can do We'll alternate from there. <laughs> Travis, can I ask a question? Uh, you can ask all the questions, John. Can you repeat who won? It was Ken Shamrock. Okay, gotta calculate that tax in. You made Ziggler. Uh, oh, you already God. knew that that was gonna make him mad. Why <laughs> would you... He beat. He tap. He taps out Dolph Ziggler. So like, oh, yeah. oh. I gotta do. What I gotta do. Oh. Oh. Your your mic just. Oh, I was saying that. To, we're having we're said. having old problems. <laughs> yeah, you turned into the Men in Black just now. That shit sounds nasty. I was nasty. About having Dolph submit. I misheard that, but I didn't even care about his mic quality. Can't hear you, Travis. Can't hear me still. Oh no, I can't. Oh, Okay, it's not better, but it was like okay. it was like old school. What would happen to your mic where it would start to go fuzzy? Yeah. All right, I've calculated your taxes, and um, I will be giving you three dollars. Um, wow. <laughs> wow, that's low. So let me explain my reasoning. Stiff. <laughs> yeah, what, how much did I get taken off? <laughs> so Damone was right about the building more Dolph. That's fair. I mean, I would have said I, that I anyway, even if you had a competent amount of Dolph. But I would have said that anyway. But uh, <laughs> Damone was still right. The whole build could have been just Dolph, and he would have been like that. Nine yeah, of Dolph. You didn't have an entrance contest, kind of lame. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, no mid-match changes. L. Uh, so I, I felt like the build lacked uh, what should have been the main character, and then he was tapped out. So you kind of just you because you just made him win the title, and I know this is a few months later, but I feel like you just kind of, you know, it feels like a stop and start push, and I've got enough PTSD from that. So fair. 
that, that's that went into my rating. Okay. Kenny, Mike. All right. Um, you're gonna hate my score. I gave it a two point two five. Wow. <laughs> okay, I thought it, I was an asshole. Thanks for doing it. I wasn't really a fan of this match, like at all. Not even, not even to be like a dick. I just, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm gonna be real. I just wasn't really. Yeah, a fan I'm, of I'm gonna be build. honest. I'm really shocked. Yeah, I wasn't really a fan of the build. Not a fan of the people in it. Not a fan of the, the match type. Okay, like, that was an in the match. Part. It was nothing about it that really wowed me. So I didn't want to give you a one point, whatever. I, just, I gave you two point two five. I love the people in it. I just feel like everything else was kind of weak. I like Shawn Benjamin. <laughs> I weirdly enough, I hate MMA fighters, but I actually like Ken Shamrock because that whole like crazy guy bit was actually pretty entertaining in the nineties. Yeah, so I don't uh, I don't care for Ken Shamrock. It just so didn't exactly really wow me, but yeah. <laughs> so, I don't I don't think Ken Shamrock should have won. I I think Shelton Benjamin should have won. I felt like I would have liked to see him more. Uh, he was probably who I would have been rooting for more. I'm gonna go four. And and then on okay. top of it, it was just after we saw the the last match, which I thought was a banger of a match, and then you got this one right after. It, that also got I mean, into the school. School. It, it, it does okay. make it feel like a piss break in comparison. Yeah, you know I'm not a fan of cool down. I, I, don't, I don't agree I don't, with that. I didn't think it was a cool down at all. I, I wasn't writing it to be a cool down. I mean, it should be cool. It's, it's a triple threat. Ca- it's chaotic just as much as the other one. It just doesn't have weapons. Yeah, it, I don't it, think it's a okay, cool but you're all. talking. There's, there's, not, no, there's, there's no rest spots. Owen, you know what I mean? Versus yeah, this. I, the chaos Travis, levels are significantly different. Travis, how many matches do you have? I don't know. Eight, I think. But this is more of like a technical match. So I don't consider that necessarily a cold out. It's just it's not going to be a ton of like weapons or blood or anything. It's still going to be super fast paced because you have Shelton flying around, all flying around, all flying around, Shamrock throwing people around. Like I don't think it's a cool down at all. I disagree with that. That's I mean it's, I'm not y'all oh, about to okay. talk me into a, you well, according to, to these five. according to these fucking <laughs> according to these fucking ratings it is a cooldown so yeah I, I'm shocked I'm not gonna lie this is this was not what I expected I'm, I'm not changing my score <laughs> I, I didn't think you would I'm not telling you too I was, I was on Turbo Tax and see your shit <laughs> <laughs> all right don't tax him like it's New York you gotta yeah. get on Turbo Jesus. Tax buddy all right. Uh, wait, wait, Mike starts to vote. No, I did. Uh, he gave me a four. I gave four. Yeah, I gave four, okay. My, my yeah, that, that's the most all over the fucking place it really I think I've ever seen on any match, ever. <laughs> that's going to get you close. You got like middle, and low, half, and high. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, <laughs> shit. All right, so... Uh, okay, so... Cruiserweight champion Daniel Bryan has been the one constant on AWC, opting to have a match every week on Saturday Night Supreme. In doing so, Bryan has been able to amass an undefeated streak and gain recognition from many media outlets. Uh, most have dubbed him the best wrestler alive, with ESPN even awarding him the Wrestler of the Year ESPY Award. Uh, Bryan was unable to attend the award ceremony as he was overseas defending his Cruiserweight title in the British independence scene. So Stephanie McMahon accepted the award on his behalf and announced she would personally present it to him uh, during the main event segment of next AWC Saturday Night Supreme. Uh, the ring has a red carpet over the canvas. The podium sits in the center of the ring with the SB resting on top of it. Co-general manager Stephanie McMahon and Eric Bischoff are in the ring awaiting the entrance of Daniel Bryan. Uh, Bruce Buffer enters the ring, microphone in hand, and belts out 
ladies and gentlemen, it is time. The moment we've all been waiting for. Introducing the Alpha Wrestling Championships Cruiserweight Champion of the World. Standing at 5 feet 10 inches tall, weighing in at 210 pounds, the winner of the 2021 ESPY for the Wrestler of the Year and the Best Wrestler Alive, the American Dragon, Daniel Bryan. Flight of the Bumblebees pours out throughout the arena as Daniel Bryan walks out on stage. He smiles and looks around the crowd to the crowd on the stage. Then he marches down the ramp, throwing out yes champs the entire way. Stephanie McMahon gives a short speech thanking Daniel Bryan and awarding him the ESPY. Daniel Bryan steps up to the podium and the crowd roars with dueling, dueling, you deserve it, and yes, 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 chance. Daniel Br smiles and basks in the celebration and applause of the crowd. As the chants die down, Daniel Bryan leans into the uh, microphone and begins to say thank you. But before he can get it out, Perfect Strangers by Deep Purple hits and outstretched Dean Malenko. Malenko looks cold and calculated. He walks in the ring as everyone inside it looks confused. Malenko grabs the microphone and explains why he's here. Daniel... I must say I am impressed by you. You've gone undefeated here in AWC and beyond traveling the world, defending your belt amongst some of the very best in the world. I can't go anywhere without hearing about the American Dragon. I can't even turn on the TV without your name ringing through my ears. But every time I do, I feel as though I can't quite grasp what's wrong. I see and comprehend your skill set. I admire and respect your body of work. But every time I hear you get called the best wrestler alive, something just doesn't seem right about it. But as I watched this ceremony tonight, it dawned on me. Daniel, riddle me this. How can you be the best wrestler alive? Blinko takes a pause as he closes his eyes and takes a deep, long breath, opening his eyes and stepping in nose to nose with Brian when I'm still breathing. Brian and Malenko keep their eyes locked and remain nose to nose, just staring at each other. Malenko then raises his microphone again. Daniel, the world claims you are the best wrestler alive. I'm here to tell you they're all fools. Be the hero the media paints you to be. Be the man these fans hope you are. Be the wrestler that your godforsaken nickname demands you to be. Put the Cruiserweight title and the title of being the best wrestler alive on the line. The American Dragon Daniel Bryan versus the Man of a Thousand Holds, the Iceman Dean Malenko. Winner takes all at Greed. Both men stare at one another for a moment before Bryan lifts the microphone to his mouth and tells Malenko he's on. Malenko smirks before dragging Brian to the ground and locking in the label lock, Brian's preferred submission maneuver. Just as it looks like Brian is going to tap, security hits the ring and pulls Malenko off of Brian. Malenko heads up the ramp, signifying he was just this close to ending the streak, and security won't be able to save him Sunday. Uh, the match begins with both men circling, uh, blocking each other's the other's attempts at takedowns and hand control. Finally, we get a collar and elbow tie-up. Uh, Malenko quickly transitions into a headlock to gain control, but Brian reverses with the weights lock. Um, but Malenko is able to hit a drop-down uh, hip toss to free himself. Brian nods at Malenko to acknowledge Malenko got the better of that exchange. Both men circle the ring again, each man keeping their eyes locked on the other. Both men slowly step forward as Brian extends his hands for a test of strength. They seem to be dead even. Until Brian starts to show just a slight bit of superiority here, Malenko jumps up and grapevines his leg around Brian's right arm, locking in an arm breaker. Brian struggles in the hole before locking his hands together and hitting Malenko with a powerbomb to break the hold. Brian rushes to lock in a waist lock on Malenko and stretches him out across the canvas, locking in a surfboard. Uh, Brian holds it, but it doesn't seem like doesn't seem to show any signs of quitting, so Brian relinquishes the grip on Malenko's hands but keeps his legs locked. Brian begins jumping, stomping the knees of Malenko. He then regains control of Malenko's hands and resumes the surfboard. Uh, but Brian doesn't stay in this hold for long, though, instead opting to transition the surfboard uh, 
into a surfboard chin lock. Malenko struggles to free himself, but Brian cinches it even tighter and transitions it into a dragon sleeper. Malenko is nearly bent in half and is flailing his arms around trying to free himself, but his arms start to go limp. Um, as But his arms start to go limp, and when the left hand drops, it brushes against the bottom rope. Malenko makes one last effort to escape by grabbing the bottom rope. Daniel Bryan breaks the hold, and Malenko uses the ropes to stand himself back up. Daniel Bryan runs at himself and hits a hurricane rana, but is blocked by Malenko and then countered with a lariat. Uh, Malenko follows up with a springboard leg drop. Malenko grabs Bryan and hits a floater suplex and then goes for a prawn hold pin, but right at the count of two, Bryan reverses it and locks in a single leg Boston Crab. Malenko once again uses the ropes to break the hold, but Bryan drags him to the center of the ring and locks in a cattle, mutil- cattle mutilation. Uh, Malenko writhes, writhes in pain, but is able to put Brian on his shoulders, causing them to either break the hold or get pinned. Brian breaks the hold, but he can stand uh, before he can stand. Malenko grabs hold of his arm and locks in the Kimura lock. Brian uses kicks to free himself and tries to scramble, but again is grabbed by Malenko, this time in a key lock. Uh, Brian uses kicks to free himself once again, but, uh, but rather than scrambling up to his feet, he grabs a, a hold of his own. Brian locks in the crucifix hold and starts raining uh, elbows down to the skull of Malenko. Brian then stands up and hits a yes chant. As Malenko stands up, Brian hits the hits Malenko with multiple European uppercuts. He then hits the ropes, then nails uh, Malenko with a kitchen sink knee, sending Malenko to his knees. Brian sees Malenko on his knees and hits in the center of the ring and starts laying into him with yes kicks. But Malenko grabs hold of his leg midair and hits a dragon screw. Malenko pulls Brian back to his feet and hits a hammerlock overhead belly-to-belly suplex. Brian starts to stumble back to his feet, but Malenko hits him with a back body drop. Malenko laughs cockily as he smacks Brian across the back of the head and shoves him down. Malenko then grabs uh, Brian in a cravate uh, headlock. Cravate? Cravate? I don't know how to say it. And hits a snapmare. It's cravate? It's just cravat. Cravat. Okay, thank you. Uh, Followed by a basement dropkick to the back of Brian. Brian laid on the mat, imprisoned by the pain. Malenko uh, locked in the cloverleaf in the center of the ring. Brian claws with the ropes, but Malenko just drags him back to the center multiple times. Brian looks like he's just about to tap when he begins to crawl again, scrambling to- towards the ropes to which he finally grasps. Malenko held onto the cloverleaf until the referee's count got to four. Malenko then walked walked the ring in disbelief uh, that the match would continue. Malenko watches Brian use the corner to stand up, and when Brian turns around, Malenko rushes him. Brian hits a drop toe hold, sending Malenko crashing into the turnbuckle. Brian then grabs a cravat headlock of his own on Malenko and begins to knee Malenko in the head and then follows up with a cravat suplex to Malenko. Brian then grabs double wrist locks on uh, Malenko and begins stomping on Malenko's head. Brian then folds the right arm of Malenko to the canvas and stomps on it. Brian immediately locks in the Danielson special, but just as it seems that Malenko is going to get free, Brian transitions into a triangle choke. Brian begins, starts throwing uh, elbow shots to the top of the head of Malenko. Malenko pulls out a page out of Brian's book, though, and hits the American Dragon with a powerbomb, laying the Cruiserweight Champion out and breaking the hold. Malenko grabs the neck and feet of Brian and, uh, and stretches his body over the knees of Malenko for a bow and arrow hold. Shortly thereafter, Malenko abandons the hold and goes with a single-leg lion tamer instead. Just before it seems Brian is at his breaking point, Malenko once again releases the hold and stands up. Hands on his knees... Malenko looks like a cold-blooded assassin waiting for Brian to stand up. Just as Brian hits his feet, he's hoisted in the air, and Malenko hits a German suplex and bridge attempt, bridges up for a pin attempt. One, two, and Malenko lets go, stopping the pin count. 
Malenko stands up and grabs Brian by the head. Malenko hoists him in the air again and hits the jackhammer, but again breaks his own pin at the count of two. Malenko walks around lifeless Brian before dropping down and locking in a short, short arm scissors. Although, after a short while, Malenko releases the hold. Malenko picks Brian up and hits him with a tiger driver suplex. Um, and Malenko then hits, locks into the camel clutch. But as he holds the submission, Daniel Bryan works his way to his feet and slams Malenko into the ground. Both men scramble to their feet as Bryan hits Malenko with a rolling elbow, sending Malenko into the ropes. Uh, Malenko rebounds and replies with a jumping calf kick and knocking Brian to his back. Both men stand back up, and Brian hits an Inazuma leg lariat, sending Malenko to the canvas. Brian rallies to keep the momentum with a shotgun drop kick. Uh, Brian then hits the corner and starts a yes chant, seemingly setting up for a Busaikuni. As Malenko stands up, Brian sprints at him, but Malenko hits him with a scoop power slam, and Malenko grabs the butterfly lock, dragging Brian to, hold on, dragging Brian to his feet. He stands there for a moment before hitting a butterfly suplex, but Malenko keeps the butterfly lock on and once again stands up with Brian. Malenko is hurt and exhausted, as is Brian. Malenko lifts Brian up and hits a release butterfly power bomb. Malenko is breathing heavily as he grabs Brian again and lifts him into the air for a delayed vertical suplex. But it seems he delayed for too long as Brian lands back on his feet and lifts uh, Malenko enough to bounce him off of the top rope to hit a uh, slingshot suplex. Brian picks Malenko up and Irish whips him into the corner, followed immediately by a corner elbow smash from Brian. Brian then hits three repeated drop kicks into the corner on Malenko and goes for a fourth, but Malenko steps aside just in time. But Brian runs up the turnbuckle and backflips behind Malenko and hits him with a regal plex. Brian follows with a Finley roll and both men are down. Brian and uh, Malenko work their way to their feet, and Malenko hits an enziguri on uh, Brian. As Brian stands up, Malenko hits a tilt-a-whirl head scissors onto Brian, and Malenko drags Brian back to his feet and hits a brain buster. Malenko locks in an inverted leg lock, but doesn't seem to have the strength to keep it locked in. As Brian frees himself and scrambles to his feet, Brian hits Malenko with a back suplex. Uh, Malenko stumbles to his feet, and Brian hits him with a half-hatch suplex. Brian then hits Malenko with a, dra- a bridging dragon suplex and goes for the pin. But Malenko kicks out at two. Brian brings uh, brings him back to his feet and goes for a northern light suplex pin. But again, Malenko kicks out at two. Brian drags Malenko back to his feet and hits a German suplex bridging for the pin. One, two, and Malenko kicks out at two and a half. Brian is, dis- is, Brian is the one in disbelief now. He can't believe Malenko is still going. Brian uh, brings Malenko to his feet, but Malenko shocks him with an overhead belly-to-belly suplex. Malenko picks Brian up and hits a tombstone pile driver on Brian. Both men are laying on the ground now, barely able to continue. Malenko crawls to Brian and locks in a Fujiwara armbar. As Brian rises in pain on the mat, Malenko transitions into the label lock, seemingly set on ending Brian by making him quit to his own submission specialty. Uh... Brian struggles for a, a while in the hole, but then he sees his opening. Malenko's hands have started, start to slip, uh, whether from fatigue or sweat. Brian breaks the grip and reverses into his own label lock. And Malenko is in the center of the ring now, locked in on, uh, locked in Daniel Bryan's best submission, but refuses to give up. Malenko screams that he will never tap. He'll never quit. He's the best wrestler alive. Brian heeds this warning and releases the hold, crawling backwards to the corner. Uh, Brian pulls himself up using ropes and begins hitting yes chance once again. The crowd is behind him. Malenko works his way up and turns to see Brian sprinting right at him. Busaikuni, one, two, three. So I'm not going to rate yet, but I am going to say one thing. I don't know if I love or hate the fact that you, you really 
put the hype on Dean Malenko, and I've never gotten the hype on that man. I thought <laughs> he's always been mid as hell um, and never gotten any of the hype. But you really fucking put some polish on him and made this match seem like it was a fucking money-making fucking <laughs> titan match. So I'm going to take a little bit more time to think. <laughs> but at least I got to give you some points in that build because you took somebody who I thought was just the most fucking boring ass mid ass wrestler and made him look like a god. So congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> well, I missed, I, hold on, oh, I missed the ending. Who won? Danny Ryan, Busaikuni. Uh, Who wins the go? Kenny. Okay. Kenny yeah. was go um, I gave you a five. I Let's like go. How, but say <laughs> pretty much um, made, in my opinion, made a technical epic. In my opinion, I would say out of this match because I personally, if it was just that, if you just told me Daniel Bryan versus Dean Malenko was going to be happening, I wouldn't be excited. But the build was the build was incredible. I think that might have been your best build out of any match I've done so far. And the actual match was fire. Um, I would say a little bit longer, but I'm not mad at that. Yeah. So, but but I'll give I gave you five. So yeah, it felt like I was watching. Like a Shawn Michaels versus Undertaker kind of thing, like mid, like match, like in the actual match, it's the epic like that. Yeah. But the but the build, but the build was even better. But yeah, I gave you a five. Thank if y'all you. gonna Thank have you. D Malenko look that good, y'all gotta put all that AWC budget into that fucking hairline, bro. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I will not stand for the Malenko. Y'all gotta make that man look better. Y'all gotta do something. <laughs> Give him some CM Punk tattoos or something. <laughs> That's his character. He's stoic. Um. I'm gonna give you a five. I think it would be a fucking. I I love that match. I love everything about it. I do like the fact that like you had Daniel Bryan like in. I love the finish where Daniel Bryan's like, "You're not gonna tap, okay? I'm just gonna. I'm not gonna beat you by making you tap. Yeah, I'll put like you out could, of your misery. Right, and I feel like you could go places with that where like, um, <laughs> Dean Malenko could be like, "Well, yeah, you won, but you couldn't make me tap, and you could go into a submission match, like future." That's what you decided to do. Um, even though you did have Daniel Bryan cut the greatest promo of his career. Or not Daniel Bryan. Dean, Dean Malenko. Malenko. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that, that, that promo was too good. Right. Um, it was unrealistically good. Y'all yeah, right. you made this man. Right. <laughs> um, more realistically, he probably would have just walked out, looked at the belt, and that would have been it. But um, yeah, yeah hey, Malenko hey. needs a mouthpiece if someone's going to talk for him. The the I'm still breathing line. If I can't say myself. <laughs> it's almost weird because I want to like rate it perfectly for that, but also like that's so fucking unrealistic. Hey, we don't know what Dan De- Malenko can do in this universe. If it's just Mike skills, I think he could cut that promo. That's not that yeah. difficult of a promo to cut. Mm, I, I don't think he watched enough I think he could do it. Too off. It was yeah. It's not like he was. Yeah. I was out here having to hit catchphrases and stuff like. No, he came out I mean, said he's the best wrestler alive, and then he didn't. He didn't try to we're, taking the, we're taking wrestlers and we're doing whatever we want with them in our yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's how I take it. So, and I can't write yeah. a promo for every wrestler ever because I can't match everybody's style. So, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, like you, you, you like put some fucking roids on his ability. <laughs> um, you know what? I can't withhold it. I got to give that five. I, I'm trying to fight it. I can't. Just do fives across the board. Even though I don't like the Dean Malenko slander that's going on here. 
I really don't like Dimalenko, but Travis really fucking boosted him. So I'll take <laughs> it this, if he's was, like was that. This, was there any kind of gimmick to the match? I can't remember. No, it's just a straight. No. It's just a singles match. Yeah, okay. for the title. Just put the information in. Record. Didn't fucking need one. <laughs> Dean Malenko should never be wrestling for the that greatest was also live title like ever. Like, well, and and I, would took that, it, I took it as like an in-ring wrestler, not like. Yeah, that's what. Yes, that is what. Yeah, yeah. yeah and still, just, just, just to make note of it, either, but. just to make note of it, this is Daniel Bryan's uh, second top, like second match where he's all fives like this. And Meltzer can't even give him one. Fuck that asshole. <laughs> but I Dan think Daniel Bryan the goat. <laughs> I think if we're talking in ring. Dean Malenko is one of the best wrestlers. Of he all is. Time. He is. Maybe I just don't get like <laughs> like really really technical he, wrestling like because like I, everybody's like Bret Hart and <laughs> Dean Malenko are so good. I was like they I. Yeah, I think you just don't get the style. I would say I would say they Dean Malenko wrestles a like. More technical version of like horseman wrestling. So if you don't like like Flair and Anderson and Tully Blanchard, you're not gonna like Demon. I like Flair like in the, in an Iron Man kind of style where he just fucking goes forever. But other than that, I mean so that's Demon Linko. <laughs> does he? Does he? I don't know. He that. He, he can go forever. <laughs> like that's all right. Fair enough. I'll take it. <laughs> all you right, it's gonna be Danny now. <laughs> all right. So um, Alexa Bliss became the first AWC World Champion by defeating five other women in a ladder match. One of these women was AJ Lee. AJ was merely seconds away from winning before Alexa Bliss blocked her and won the title for herself. AJ now wants the shot at that belt. AJ tells Alexa that she admires her work and looking at her is almost like looking in a mirror. The similarities in their styles are so striking, they're even built the same. Alexa Bliss versus AJ Lee is a dream match for any wrestling fan. Alexa laughs at Lee, telling her that she is actually somewhat insulted by the fact that Lee thinks that they share any sort of resemblance at all. Bliss tells Lee that she has more in common with the bombshell bimbos of the dark era of any women's wrestling than she will ever have with the goddess that is Alexa Bliss. Lee doesn't like this at all and responds by telling, by telling Bliss that Lee is an icon, a pioneer of true women's wrestling. She had to scratch, claw, and crawl just so women like Alexa Bliss could run. She tells she tells Alexa Bliss there's no women's revolution without AJ Lee. Alexa returns the next week and talks about bitter old AJ Lee, who's whining about the new how the new generation has passed her by. She scoffs at the idea of owing Lee anything just because Lee believes she paved the way for Alexa for Bliss. AJ, you may have paved the road, but I broke the speed record. You are nothing more than a cheap, washed-up Alexa Bliss prototype. AJ Lee responds the next week, telling Bliss that she isn't a Bliss prototype. Bliss is a knockoff AJ Lee clone. She says, she says Bliss has spent her entire career in the shadow of AJ Lee. And if Lee never left in solidarity with her husband, Bliss wouldn't even have a legacy to begin with. Bliss comes out and laughs in Lee's face and says, We both know why you, why you left. And Phil Brooks has nothing to do with it. See, AJ, I know that your neck is as fragile as your ego, but since you want to keep toying with my pride, I'll make your final wish come true. At Greed, I will defend my title against you, and when I do, I will snap your neck and make sure your mouth is the only thing that ever runs again. All right, so here's... 
So the match begins with a collar and elbow tie-up from Bliss and Lee. Lee immediately grabs a headlock, but Alexa Bliss counters with a reverse mat slam just as fast, just as fast slamming Lee on the back of her head. Lee pushes herself back to a base, but Bliss grabs two handfuls of hair and tosses Lee across the ring. Lee stands up and is met by a forearm smash by Bliss, and Lee lands uh, on the middle rope. Bliss hits Lee with a roundhouse kick to the base of the neck as she is hung on the middle rope. Bliss hits the opposite rope, then runs and hits a double a double knee jump to the to Lee's neck. Bliss digs her knee and digs her knee into the neck of Lee, pushing her throat against the middle rope to choke her. Bliss breaks the choke at the ref's four count. Lee rolls on the mat, clenching her neck, grabs Lee's leg and hits a de- decapitator on Lee. Bliss grabs Lee by the hair and hits a hits a mat slam, bouncing Lee's skull off the canvas. Lee pushes herself onto all fours, but Bliss hits a double foot stomp onto her spine, flattening Lee into the canvas. Uh, Bliss grips the top rope as she uh, stands on the body of AJ Lee, placing her foot at the base of her neck. She looks out to the crowd and displays a wicked smile. Just before she starts landing repeated stomps on the neck of AJ Lee, Bliss then drops down and starts hammering in forearm smashes to Lee's neck. Bliss keeps Bliss skips around the ring, laughing and taunting the crowd. Lee pulls herself to her knees and knees in the corner. Bliss runs and hits a basement drop kick to the back of the head of Lee. Lee jolts forward and bounces her skull off the second turnbuckle. Bliss grabs a chin lock, then ascends the turnbuckle, dangling Lee from her hands. Bliss tosses Lee into the ring. Bliss laughs atop the turnbuckle as the booze rain in. Bliss drops down and goes to grab Lee. But Lee answers with multiple forearm smashes to Bliss. Bliss grabs the throat of Lee and chastises her in the ring before hitting an STO, smacking the back of Lee's head off the canvas once again. Bliss stomps on the hair of Lee and uses Lee's arms to pull up and apply pressure to Lee's neck. Bliss grabs a guillotine choke and wraps her legs around Lee's body. The choke is deep, but Lee uses her veteran instincts to press Bliss's shoulders to the mat, forcing her to release the hold and avoid being pinned. Both women stand up, and as Alexa Bliss runs at AJ Lee, Lee hits a Thez press on Bliss and rains down shots to Bliss. Lee stands up and screams at Bliss to get up as well. <coughs> um, yeah, uh, Lee stands up and screams at Bliss to get up as well. When she does this, Lee hits a clothesline. Lee continues running, bounces off the ropes, and hits a low drop kick on Bliss. Lee once again hits the ropes and hits a wheelbarrow bulldog. Lee looks at Bliss on the ground, then grabs her own guillotine choke on Bliss. Bliss picks Lee up and smashes Lee's spine into the turnbuckle. Bliss follows up by hitting Lee with a hair pull neckbreaker. Lee starts to stand back up, but this hit uh, with a this is hit with a drop kick from Bliss. Bliss stalks Lee as Lee stumbles back to her feet. Bliss hits a tilt a whirl head scissors takedown on Lee. Bliss grabs a cravat headlock, but Lee reverses it with sliced bread. Lee follows up with a shining wizard, then a hurricanrana from Lee into the corner. Lee hits a splash into the corner, then immediately follows with a neckbreaker. Lee climbs to the top rope and hits a crossbody on Alexa Bliss. Bliss is still moving around on the ground, so Lee climbs the the opposite turnbuckle, setting up for a second diving crossbody. But Bliss sprints up and grabs Lee by the hair. 
Bliss tosses Lee from the top rope by her hair. Bliss collapses in the corner. Both women... Uh, Both women rise back to their feet, and Bliss hits Lee with a thunderous clothesline. Bliss then hits a leg sweep on Lee. Bliss then picks up Lee and hits a glitter blizzard and goes for the pin. Lee kicks out at 2.5. Bliss goes to grab Lee, but Lee hits her with a monkey flip. Lee stands up and hits a spinning heel kick on Bliss. Lee locks Bliss up with an octopus uh, hold in the center of the ring but she isn't able to keep it locked as she starts grabbing her own neck. Bliss uses the opening to, to hit with the Bliss DDT for the one, two, three. Okay, so the right person won. Um, I'm going to be honest. This is probably a hot take. AJ Lee's not great. Like, she's, I agree. She's mid trash. She's mid yeah, when everybody agree. else was terrible. Land, uh, when she gets credit for being great. When she w. wasn't. Um, it's kind of the storyline, though. Yeah. But I, also <laughs> don't, but I also don't see Bliss and AJ Lee as, like, the same. Like, I don't get that connection. They're, their movesets are almost identical. Like, literally almost identical. It might be, but I feel like Bliss is way better. Like, in every that's, that's fine, but that's it's it's literally, like... They're almost the exact same size, and their mm-hmm. move sets are identical. Like literally, do the same moves. Okay, um, I'll give you. A, I'm gonna give you a three. <laughs> okay, I, that's I, think, I think I don't think yeah. it's a. I don't think it's a great match. I also don't think it's terrible. It's kind of just mid. Well, I'm and a lot of and a, and a lot of that is probably <coughs> a lot of that is bliss. To be honest, I, 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 say, I, I think bliss carries this match. I, I'm a little disappointed because I, I thought I was going to get some points for the heel shit, but you know, whatever. Yeah, I, I agree with Damone. I was I was pretty much right where he was at. I said a two point five. I I I'm, I didn't like the build because it just felt like a I don't know. It just I didn't I didn't like the build. And then the match, I'm not really a fan of the match either. Like I said, I agree with him that Lexa Bliss carries this as well. So yeah, I gave it a two point. It just felt kind of like. I don't know. It just felt kind of like childhood insults, in my opinion, for the uh, for the build. And like, like, and their movesets might be like pretty much the same, but like their characters and everything don't feel alike. Which, when I'm looking at it, when you say we're similar, that's what I'm looking at. Not we do similar moves. Okay. Yeah, I didn't care for any of it at all, other than Bliss. So I'm giving you a two. What else? What else is there besides Bliss, though? That's what I'm saying. You don't care for the AJ. I didn't hat? care about AJ Lee. I didn't care the match. I'll be honest. I didn't care about that. Like I was trying my hardest to stay intrigued with the match, and I just couldn't do it. Okay. It, just, it 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 just. If I was watching that on TV, I would have been like, "Well, going to get another slice of pizza. I'm gonna go, <laughs> I'm gonna go take a shit." Go oh, you said shit. Not even piss. He said, <laughs> like, like He'll let, me know, the next let, match let me know who wins. Like, <laughs> Mike, that was disgusting. You didn't even know. You were like, I'll miss a little bit of the next match, too. I'm taking a shit. I'm taking a shit, man. <laughs> I get comfortable. 
I'm not even going to jump off the toilet to not wipe if another match starts. <laughs> <laughs> just like, don't take the pizza with you to go shit. No, no, no. That's no. all I ask. I mean, these are different <laughs> scenarios. These are just different things that I could be doing rather than watching. That just sounds so messy. <laughs> He's going to eat some, like, fucking buffalo-style wings on the shit or just to feel it go in and out. Hell yeah. Um... Disgusting. I actually am a little bit unsure about how I felt about the match. I do have issues with the build because I felt like Alexa Bliss was just like out, just unprovoked. Like I will simply attempt murder. Uh, like she's like, a heel. Oh, she what? She said she's yeah. a paralyzer. Yeah, yeah, but like, did it? Seth Rollins gonna kill his ass anyway. What's <laughs> did? Did she have a reason to want to kill her? Did she? This was after four, four or five weeks of AJ Lee coming out here and just saying that you don't deserve your spot. You, If it wasn't for me leaving, wasn't for me debuting, you wouldn't have a shot. <laughs> if it wasn't for me leaving, you wouldn't have a spot on the roster. It just felt like it didn't warrant that. that that's, that's the other thing, too. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't warrant that. It, 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 was, it, was, it started off kind of like, I know you are, but what am I? Like It started off like that, like and then nowhere it like, just went to, I will snap your neck in for view. It was like, huh? It was like, Travis, <laughs> your haircut's kind of ass, and Travis says, I'm going to break into your house and fucking kill you. <laughs> like, <laughs> and then does it. Um, <laughs> so um, I'm going to give this a 2.75 because I don't think it's like too bad but like I think that it is the worst match on your card by a good bit thus far like I think your card has had some highs and I think this is a low point on the roller coaster before we go back up alright All right. you know, um, you know uh, I'm saying are you uh, you know what else I would do during this match? What's that? Your body and the bodies you're loving deserve nothing but the best. Organic Lovin' is the only adult subscription box that includes eco-friendly body products from body-safe adult toys to sex-positive books and erotic seminars. Organic Lovin's online store has everything you and your partner or partners could ever need to heat things up. And right now, your friends at T13 want to take 10% off of your next order. Just go to organiclovin.com and use promo code T1THREE like the sound the bed makes when you check out. Organic Lovin. Love organically, purely, deeply, boldly. That's, that's the wrong ad, Damone. <laughs> I forgot to put the new one on. Give me a break. I had on either. Did you put either the, the new ad on either of these? No, I, just, I just put the new one for Are, Raise on. Is it the Raise ad or is it just nope. the Raise? It's just the Raise. All right. You're doing that a, one too? Give me uh, a break. It. I'm tired. Are you tired? Tired of those other energy drinks hitting you with a short burst of jittery energy, followed by a crash that leaves you with less energy than you had before? Well, fear not, because Ray's energy drinks are specifically formulated to get you going without making you jittery and keeps you from crashing. With zero sugars, zero calories, and better caffeine than a cup of coffee, Ray's energy drinks are the number one growing energy drink on the market. With flavors like Baja Lime, Sour Gummy Worm, Guava Mango, and Strawberry Colada, Raise has some of the best tasting energy drinks available. You can get a case of Raise right now by going to repsports.com and using promo code T1THREE when you check out to take 15% off of your next order. That's promo code T1THREE for 15% off of your next order of better, tastier energy. Well, that man had the most well, soothing yeah. voice and had the most extreme wrestling in the background. <laughs> you should hear the you should hear the one he did for Organic Love, and I was really hoping that that was going to be the one. Just I still haven't heard it. 
You heard it last night. I mean, <laughs> I could do it. I know how to no, do it. It's okay. But let's 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 continue with the show. All right. All right. Well, I'm I'm. It's safe to say that I'm very disappointed in you all for that last match in the way that y'all rated that. <laughs> I love that you're expressing disappointment in us. Over the <laughs> that's what I should have done last week, honestly. That's, that's an alpha move. I respect uh, it. All right, so <laughs> after winning the tag titles, uh, Tyson Kidd and Cesaro brag about being the best tag team in all of AWC. They tell the world that they came, they saw, and they conquered. They just put the entire tag division on notice in just one night. And since they have a win over every team except the Hardys, who are both out with injuries, they should get the right the night off at Greed. Uh, Stephanie McMahon appears on the uh, Alphatron and tells Kid and Cesaro that they are right and they have wiped the division clean in one foul swoop. But she and Bischoff had already had this in mind and went out and found the best tag team in the world not yet signed to AWC for Kid and Cesaro to defend their titles against. And maybe you all would like to meet them. Her video feed cuts from the Alphatron as Cesaro kid and the audience look around perplexed. Then the lights drop and a voice booms over the arena. AWC! Don't you dare be sour! Put your hands together and clap for your newest tag team! The Power! The arena is filled with blue and pink lights as uh, Big E, Kofi Kingston, and Xavier Wood walk out. Working. <laughs> Cesaro and Kid are stunned. Kid lifts the mic to say, It's you? The best tag team in the world outside of AWC is you? It's the New Day? Kofi and Big E and Woods all do the who? 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 Uh, Kofi then says, Due to copyrights and intellectual properties, we do not know who you are referring to with this New Day name. E, Woods, and myself are known as the Power. And Big E chimes in with, It's a new name. Yes, it is. Xavier follows with, but other than you throwing <laughs> random names of teams that may or may not have existed in other wrestling universes that may have consisted of the same members as the power, you are correct. We are the best tag team in the world, and now the best tag team in the AWC. The next few weeks are spent with singles matches between the two teams. Uh, Cesaro beating both Kofi and Xavier. Kofi and Biggie both beating Tyson Kidd. Um, Stephanie McMahon makes it official at AWC Greed. Tyson Kidd and Cesaro versus Biggie and Kofi Kingston for the AWC World Tag Team Championship. Uh, so the match starts. Kid and Kingston start the match. Kid immediately hits a snap mirror on Kingston, followed with a shoot kick to the back. Kid hits the ropes and nails Kingston with a shoot, uh, shoot kick to the chest. Kingston pushes himself back to his feet and hits uh, Kid with a double foot stomp, following directly with a boom drop. As Kid rolls to his uh, rolls to his feet, Kingston hits him with a reverse suplex. Kid takes tags Cesaro in as fast as he can, and Cesaro rushes at Kofi. Kofi... Uh, is prepared, though, and hits Cesaro with a multitude of two-handed chops. Uh, Kingston bounces off the ropes and hits a jump-back elbow. Both men spring back up immediately and run to the opposite ropes. The two of them bounce off the ropes, heading towards each other. Kingston hits a flying forearm smash on Cesaro, and then Kofi stomps on Cesaro before dragging him in front of a turnbuckle. Kofi climbs up and starts to clap, but right before he goes to jump, however, Tyson Kidd hits a springboard Frankensteiner onto Kingston, and Kingston is intercepted in the middle or in midair, uh, with a European uppercut from Cesaro as he falls. Cesaro picks Kingston up with a Carolyn lift, tossing him uh, across the ring. Cesaro ta tags in Tyson Kidd, and Kidd hits Kingston with a springboard elbow drop. Kingston struggles back to his feet, but Kidd hits him with a backflip kip, kick, 
and lands on the uh, apron. Kid watches Kofi get back to his feet and then hits a springboard blockbuster on the Kingston. Kid follows with a double jump moonsault and goes for the pin, but Kingston kicks out at one. Kid pulls that uh, Kingston to his feet and hits a float over DDT and again goes for the pin, but Kingston once again kicks out at one. Kingston get, uh, shoves Kid to the ground and goes for a springboard attack off the second rope, but Kid is too fast. And Kid grabs Kingston uh, around the waist before he can leave the ropes. Kid jumps up onto the second rope and hits a Russian leg sweep off the, the second rope to Kingston. Kingston rides on the mat, but Xavier pulls him out of the ring um, as Kid goes for a pin. Kid hits the ropes and dives to the outside, hitting Kingston with a Hurricane Rana. Uh, Kid grabs Kofi and throws him into the ring before rolling in and tagging Cesaro. Cesaro picks uh, Kingston up and hits a double underhook powerbomb. Um, next up is an Alpamere water slide from Cesaro to Kofi. Cesaro grabs the corpse-like body of Kingston and hits a gut wrench suplex. Cesaro lifts Kingston to his feet and rushes to the ropes to hit a springboard European uppercut. Uh, Cesaro picks Kingston up, but Kingston hits a barrage of kicks followed by a springboard leaping clothesline onto Cesaro. Kofi makes the hot tag to Biggie, who enters the ring and immediately hits Cesaro with an E-train. Biggie runs the ropes, hitting Cesaro with uh, multiple body tackles. After three tackles, Biggie uh, stops and gyrates in the middle of the ring before running into the ropes and hitting a running body press, sending Cesaro crashing to the mat. Heyman reaches in and pulls Cesaro out of the ring to recover, but Biggie doesn't let him rest, hitting a suicide spear to the outside. Um, Kofi Kingston drops behind Heyman as Biggie smiles and walks him down. Xavier Wood plays power rocks on the trombone as Heyman is surrounded by the power. But out of nowhere, Heyman drops to his knees and Tyson Kidd hits a springboard somersault suicide plancha onto the power. Cesaro pulls Biggie from the pile of bodies and hits a uh, straight jacket suplex onto the outside. Cesaro puts Biggie on the apron and then lifts him and hits a vertical suplex onto the apron. Cesaro rolls Biggie back into the ring and hits him with a front power slam. Cesaro stands Biggie up and hits him with a springboard European uppercut. Cesaro lifts Biggie into the air and hits a UFO spin followed by a cutter. Cesaro tags Tyson Kidd in and goes for a Cesaro swing. Kidd stays posted in the um, in the corner and once Cesaro hits its, hits his fifteenth revolution, Tyson Kidd hits Biggie with a basement drop kick to the skull. Uh, sorry. Uh, Tyson Kidd hits a springboard leg drop onto Big E, but before he can go for the cover, Woods and Kingston pull E out of the ring. Tyson Kidd goes flying with a springboard acai moonsault onto the outside, uh, but Woods pushes E out of the way and takes the move himself. Big E uses uh, this sacrifice to gain an advantage, and Big E hits a gorilla press slam on the kid and rolls him inside. Cesaro rushes Big E, but E hits him with a belly-to-booty suplex. Uh, Big E leans Kid up to the power's corner before hitting a jumping smash into the corner. Kofi and Big E tag in and out, hitting a multitude of unicorn stomps. Um, and then finally, Big E tags in, and he and Kofi hit Midnight Hour for the pin in the win. Okay. Um, I'm going to give you 50 cents. More than I'm allowed to. So I'm going to give you 550. No. <laughs> I said, what? <laughs> you can't give him 550. So Jamal's is cold with it. Uh, so $5. I love the build. I love the, the, name, the name change and everything. So thank you. I do mess with it as well. I think that was, I think it was very creative for real. For, um, I'm going to go with a 4.75. It was, okay. it was pretty good. I did mess what was, with it. What was your what was your critiques? Why isn't it perfect? It's just it's just the actual matchup 
but that's not that's nothing too crazy where I'd be like, oh, you know, like the drink bringing out a lot. So just a four point seven five. Okay. Um, I'm gonna go with a four. Um, so I love the power. That is a hilarious fucking uh, dance around the topic of copyrights. Um, my only beef is that they have already had so many matches. Like they did a full on like program program together, and I didn't feel like too much was. I know I use this a lot, so I know y'all. You're just fucking like, God damn it! Uh, I knew that you were. I was gonna get points off for. I, there repeating. wasn't enough. Seasoning. Everything is a repeat to me. You, so. didn't, you didn't add enough new seasoning on this. Is all I'm gonna okay. say. Hey, I felt like you kind of took the original recipe, you rolled with it. It's still good, so of course it's still like a free four dollars. But I didn't feel like you added enough of your own flair. Okay. I'm going with the five because. You got me at uh, it's a new name. Yes, it is. <laughs> I, there, so. I appreciate that. Okay, I, I'm out of quarter for that. I missed. The, I actually didn't catch the new name. Yes, it is. Yeah, five. <laughs> I can imagine him doing that. It, it was that. That was probably the realest thing on this entire fucking show so far. <laughs> that, 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 that's great, Michael. You, you got a corner. Oh, no, no, I say, John. What did you give uh, your score again? Four twenty-five. Okay. They got they got another quarter out of me from that. <laughs> Alright, we good? All right. Yeah. Alright. Uh since defeating Liv Morgan at Sunday Night Sin, Ruby Riot has gone undefeated, beating every woman that stepped up to face her. Eric Bischoff tells her that through the sh- uh, through the streak, she's earned herself a shot at the women's international championship at Greed. Current champion Naomi is no pushover either. Being able to defend her title every week to new challengers, both women have been as unstoppable in the ring. This is truly the unstoppable force versus the immovable object. Naomi wielding a high-speed, high-velocity offense and Riot being vicious and violent in her assaults, both women were known for their untapped potential prior to joining the AWC roster. And both have flourished as two of the best in the entire world. The two women will come will come face-to-face on a special episode of Baywatch with Chris Bay. Bay asks Naomi what it means to be the women's international champion in her heart. Naomi responds, saying that it shows the world that she is the workhorse of the division and that she can hang with anyone between those ropes. Ruby Riot lashes out, telling Naomi she's wrong. That's not what it means at all. All Naomi being women's international champion means is that she once again was able to use her alcoholic husband's family... <laughs> family's name to get another McMahon in her back pocket to exploit for opportunities. She expects nothing less from the supposed great Anna Hawaii family. Her, her being the champion doesn't make Naomi the best. It doesn't even prove she can hang in the ring. It just proves she's yet another woman in wrestling history to sleep her way to the top. Riot tells Naomi that that riot is the best wrestler in the world. Riot is the woman that will tear the establishment and the patriarchy and that has held women's wrestling back for years down. Riot defers to herself as the princess of destruction, and through destruction, she'll rebirth women's wrestling as the true marquee of sports entertainment. At Greed, two things will be proven. Riot is the best wrestler in the world, like Naomi, like Liv Morgan before, will be exposed as just another bimbo uh, playing, playing make-believe and riding the coattails of others. 
The match opens with flashing lights from Naomi with from Naomi to Riot. Naomi follows with this with a split leg jawbreaker. Riot retaliates with a tornado DDT. She transitions into a snap suplex right at the last second. Naomi refuses to give up the momentum, however, and hits a running her and Karana on uh, Riot. Naomi follows up with a split-legged moonsault. Naomi picks up Riot and heads to the corner. She goes to hit a bootylicious butt, but uh, but uh, Riot blocks, pushing Naomi into the air and rushing into the corner. Riot grabs the top rope and jumps up with her feet, cradling the base of the of the head of Naomi, driving her skull into the turnbuckle with an inverted head scissors driver. Riot kneels on the second turnbuckle as she sadistically stares out into the crowd. Riot then grabs Naomi and hits multiple knees to the skull. Riot saunters around the ring as Naomi <coughs> rises to her knees. Riot hits Naomi with a shining wizard, sending the champion to the to the canvas. Riot climbs to the top rope and hits a frog splash onto Naomi. Riot goes for a pin, but Naomi kicks out at two and a half. Riot can't believe it. She goes to lift Naomi to her feet, but Naomi begins fighting back, throwing punches to the head and midsection. And then suddenly, Naomi hits a double foot gut buster to Riot. Naomi lifts Riot to her feet and hits her with a full Nelson bomb. Naomi goes for the pin, but Riot kicks out at one and a half. Naomi and Riot get back to their feet, and Riot hits an STO on Naomi. Riot climbs to the top rope and hits a diving senton onto Naomi. Riot drags Naomi to the corner and unleashes with a barrage of strikes, but Naomi gets a kick gets a kick push in sending Riot rolling backwards. Naomi springs to the top turnbuckle and launches herself at Riot, landing a diving crossbody. Both women struggle back to their feet and are staring eye to eye in the middle of the ring. Both women have left it all in the ring and are visibly exhausted. Riot throws and lands a riot kick, sending Naomi to one knee. Naomi rises and throws a roundhouse kick, but Riot blocks it and answers with a high knee to the head. Naomi stumbles back and Riot throws a super kick, but Naomi ducks underneath and hits and the kick hits the referee. Naomi hits a roundhouse kick and collapses. Both women are down and out in the center of the ring. Liv Morgan comes running down uh, the ramp and circles around the ring. The commentary team is confused, asking why she's out there. What does this mean? In the midst of the confusion, she pulls Naomi out of the ring and hits her with a with a jersey codebreaker. Naomi begins crawling on all fours to the outside, and Liv Morgan leaps from the apron, hitting Naomi with a double foot stomp to the spine. Morgan rolls Naomi into the ring and follows her in. Riot looks shocked at seeing Morgan, but Morgan raises Naomi to her feet and signals to Riot. Riot smiles and nods, hitting a Riot kick simultaneous to Liv Morgan's Liv kick. Morgan uh, lifts the lifeless Naomi to her knees as Riot hits her with a, uh, a Hurricane Riot. Uh, Morgan wakes the ref and Riot pins Naomi for the win. So Ruby Riot's champion. Yeah. I need to hear somebody it. else rate before I go first because I need to process a couple things. You loved it. I guess. Well, quick question before I say my, my score. Uh, when you said bootylicious butt, are, was the butt was I, the break in the sentence, or was yeah, that the yeah, that was, that was yeah. break? I I had a stutter. I had to, okay. like, that was bad. I just want to make sure. I was like, because I, I said she goes she goes for a bootylicious and then but yeah, Riot like pushes her up and like runs into the thing, so she's behind her now. 
And then Riot pulls her into the same position that the Bootylicious is for, and then just drives her head into the middle turn buckle. Yeah, oh, that's wow. hard. I was, that was my However, question. I didn't know if the move was called Bootylicious yeah. Butt or no. Bootylicious. No. I, I, I want to know if it was Bootylicious Butt or Bootylicious breaking the conversation. But No, that's just yeah. my terrible reading yeah. abilities. <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. I just want to know because I, 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 really, I don't know move names. <laughs> <laughs> they let me teach children. I'm going to go with a 3.75. It wasn't anything too. <laughs> it's a tough crowd. It wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't spectacular. Match, but it was. But it was better than I thought it was going to be. I'm not going to sit there and say it was four worthy. I'm not going. So you get the three point seven five that okay. I will give you. <laughs> I grant you, Mike Damone. <laughs> I'm going to give you a three point two five. Um, I feel like Kenny did where the match itself was. Okay. Um, the issue I have is I don't like that you forced Ruby and Liv back together because I f- I kind of like them being separated because I don't feel like they need to be together and it kind of like came out of nowhere. So long term stories. Yeah, yeah. But I, I get you're gonna judge what you see now though. Yeah, but that's yeah, that's good. Right. Long term so, yeah, stories. Gonna, yeah, I'm gonna give you. What did I give you? A three point two five. Yeah. Three point two five. Yeah, three point two five. Well, Mike's not here, so John, it's you. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go right. Oh, Mike is here. It looked like he was not here. (laughs) Oh well, I'm gonna rate fucking anyway. Um, (laughs) I'm gonna rate in between them at a three fifty. I agree with the moan. I don't like them being put back together. Um, I think the riot squad was never a good idea in the first place. And I'm tired. Not just you, but WWE did this too. Stop putting them together. Nobody asked for them the first time. We didn't ask for them the second time or the tenth time. I didn't ask. Nobody, nobody wanted this. Um, but um, and I didn't kind of like the sleep your way to the top Uso reference kind of thing. Yeah, well, you're gonna, you're gonna get a letter from our lawyers over at NSW. <laughs> Why? Poverty lawyers. Uh, Roman, well, Roman Reigns' lawyers is the Bloodlines lawyers are going to be contacting you for <laughs> for defamation of character. That's fine. Contact that defamation of his true demon. Yeah, <laughs> bring it. You can't sue anyone who doesn't have money. So <laughs> <laughs> you are you are a poverty franchise. So, huh? <laughs> All right. Um. So yeah, three fifty. I thought the match was better than expected, but I didn't want to see them back together, and I gave that extra quarter from Damone just because. I do respect the long-term booking that you have a plan in place. Mike's about so, to hurt our feelings, Danny. I'm telling you right now. Oh, I know, I know that breath. I know that breath. Oh, I, would, I, know. I would have went to go pick up an entirely new pizza. Mm. <laughs> Why are you so hungry? Like, I think I could that. do that by the time this five-minute match You is said over. that about the AJ Lee Match, no, 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 right? no, no, no. So I said I'd go get a slice of pizza. No, that's what I'm saying. But I'm this saying time, you're, you're mis- going, the misogyny. No, 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 you're no, the no. patriarchy that Ruby Riot is trying to take down. Now, it's not my fault you're booking these women like shit. Mm. Now, I'm going to just go buy a whole nother pizza because Ooh. he's going to pop a laxative. Fuck hey. this match. You know what's crazy? Mike hates women's wrestling and doesn't have, he has three women on his roster that Damone drafted. I don't hate women's wrestling. Eat him up. Eat him up, Twitter. Get at him. Get at him. <laughs> I don't hate women's wrestling. 
Dude. That's not true. Clearly, you do. I'll, I do. I'll say it. You, you just <laughs> <don't know. laughs> all the matches. I would have. I would have. I would have more. I honestly think I would have given Sue a me. better rating to Ruby Riot versus Alexa Bliss rather than the matchups mm. we got. Okay, that's fair. Mm. But I, I can get. I can that. What you give I, it, though, Mike? What do you give it? What do you I'm give? Giving, it? What you gonna give it? I would give it a two point five. <laughs> Fucking hated it. Damn, you were way nicer to fucking hating that than you were to some of my matches. I'm gonna call for some collusion and a recount of the votes. I was gonna say Mike turned heel last week, and Travis, you started it. We're not the real poverty <laughs> franchise. We're not I've the real. I've given it fives. Like said, I just did not give it my coins. You said, Mike, you're too quiet. You said, Mike, you're too quiet. And now Mike's like, nah, you know what? You did. You, you said, Mike, you're not talking. <laughs> I did. You're right. Mike, you're right. You're right. Shit. And now he's talking that shit. Now you, now you mad at him. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm defending my show. I stand by the decisions we made. That's what I'm saying. Give me my coins. You woke up a beast is what I'm saying. All right. This is our co-main event. Yep. All right. Um, So after Sunday Night Sin, Flair and Heyman order uh, Orton to take care of the Batista problem once and for all. Orton attacks Batista as he arrives into the arena on the next Saturday, uh, Saturday Night Supreme episode. Orton uses a baseball bat to smash Batista down the sides. Orton assaults him with multiple shots to the head, neck, and spine. It's announced in the next week of the Supreme that Batista is out of action indefinitely. Flair and the Four celebrate this news, and Flair asks who now is even worthy of facing him for the world title. He suggests that he defends against his protege, Randy Orton. Bischoff agrees that Orton is a perfect contender for Flair's World Heavyweight Championship. However, Stephanie disagrees, seeing this as a way for Flair to cheat the fans and the roster out of a real title defense. Bischoff suggests that he do a number one contenders match. Orton versus whomever McMahon chooses. McMahon agrees and names her contender as Ricky Steamboat, another man from Flair's past. Steamboat and Orton have a classic match in the main event of Saturday Night Main Event, or Saturday Night Main Event, Saturday Night Supreme. But Steamboat is able to block in RKO and hits him with a Dragon Sleeper for the win. After the match, Tyson Kidd and Cesaro hit the ring and attack Steamboat. Orton joins them and the three men stand tall over Steamboat as Flair and Heyman applaud them from the ramp. The next week, Flair and the four boast about talking, taking out yet another challenger to the crown on Ricky Steamboat. And it seems like it will be Orton versus Flair after all. However, Steamboat's music hits and comes up the ramp. Uh, he says it will take a lot more than that to keep him out of this title match. He talks about the legacy of Flair and how, how many look at him and see the greatest of all time. Steamboat says all he sees in Flair is a coward, a man th- afraid to fight his own battles. But agreed there is just nobody to fight this battle for Flair. And just like Orton, Flair just won't have enough to beat Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Flair laughs and talks about all the times they fought before. Flair uh, has always proven to be the better man. Steamboat interrupts him and tells him that this time is different. Every other time they have fought, Steamboat was fighting to be the better wrestler. But this time, Steamboat is fighting to show every boy and girl at home that no matter how big of an underdog you are, you can never let the bullies win. You can overcome all odds if you stand up and fight back. See, this time, Steamboat isn't fighting for himself. He's fighting with the spirit of every little boy and girl that's ever been put down or beat up or told they aren't enough. He's not fighting to be the best. He's fighting to be a hero. He's not fighting uh, for self-gain, just for goodness of the sport. I agree he will put Flair down in the four's reign. Uh, so we got the match begins and Flair goes for a chop, but Steamboat ducks underneath it and answers with multiple hard chops to Flair. Steamboat then hits Flair directly with a drop kick, sending the champ thudding to the mat. Uh, Steamboat stands and hits Flair with multiple arm drags in a row. Flair goes to his knees and tries to beg, his for, beg for forgiveness um, from Steamboat. Steamboat can't believe this and bends down to grab Flair. But Flair pokes him in the eyes. Uh, Steamboat turns in, turns in pain, holding his eyes. And Flair hits him with a chop block, sending him down to the mat. 
Flair picks him up and hits him with a knee breaker next. Uh, Flair stands up and struts about the ring. Uh, Steamboat uses the ropes to stand up, and Flair hits a crossbody, sending both men to the outside. Heyman uh, removes the protective mat from the outside, and Flair hits Steamboat with a suplex onto the concrete. Flair then hits a stunt puller pile driver to uh, Steamboat directly onto the concrete floor. Flair rolls back uh, back into the ring to stop the referee's count and climbs to the top turnbuckle as Steamboat stumbles to his feet. Flair hits him with a diving crossbody to the outside. Uh, Flair puts Steamboat's body on the apron, and then Flair enters the ring. Flair lifts uh, Steamboat to his feet on the apron and then executes a delayed vertical suplex to bring Steamboat back into the ring. Uh, Flair puts Steamboat into the corner and lands multiple vicious knife-edge chops. Uh, Flair then grabs Steamboat and hits a butterfly suplex into the turnbuckle. Flair grabs uh, a steam grabs Steamboat and hits him with a hip toss followed by huge stomps to Steamboat's knee. Uh, Flair goes for an alley-oop and uh, follows with dropping to his knees and unloading multiple punches to Steamboat's knee. Flair lifts Steamboat up and uh, drops his throat on the top rope with a stun gun. Flair goes to grab Steamboat, but Steamboat fight back with shots to the midsection. Uh, Steamboat runs and rebounds off the ropes with a crossbody. Steamboat puts Flair into the, onto the top turnbuckle, then ascends up and nails the superplex. Uh, Steamboat then climbs the turnbuckle and dives down, hitting Flair with a diving karate chop, but he tweaks his knee and lands on the landing and goes down too. Uh, Steamboat hobbles to his feet and drags Flair back to the corner and hits a back superplex from the top rope. Steamboat again stumbles himself to his feet and struggles to climb the turnbuckle and waves Flair up, begging him to stand. As Flair does, uh, Steamboat hits a flying crossbody from the top rope and goes for the pin. But Flair kicks out with a near fall. Steamboat struggles and stands to stand and limps to Flair's body, but Flair hits him with a low blow. Steamboat crashes to the mat as Flair rises to his feet. Flair locks in the figure four leg lock in the center of the ring. Steamboat cries out in pain but refuses to quit when the ref asks him, but eventually the pain can't be stood any longer, and Steamboat passes out, giving away, giving the, giving the, Flair the win. Jesus Christ, that was hard to say. Mm. Okay, I'm going to give you a... 3.75. I think the match and everything would be good. We have seen this match multiple times. My biggest issue is you did the like, you can overcome all obstacles until hey, you it's can. Real life. It's real life. <laughs> it's, it's, real life. It. <laughs> it's real life. That makes that makes Flair so much more despicable to me. Like, uh, yeah, the, the, but... the hero that's out here fighting for them, for them kids, he's he still failed. Right. Um, it you feels can't like beat a, me. It, it almost feels like a Booker T, Triple H <laughs> moment where hey, that hey, was you, good too. Fuck, fuck the IWC. That shit. Y'all are some fucking. So, that, that was a good moment too. Um, <laughs> fuck you for that one. I should I should have had him hit him hit him with his hit him with like a a, a DDT and wait three minutes to to pin him. <laughs> as, a, as, as a Triple H fan at the time, I loved it because I was I love Triple H. I didn't care for Booker T that much. Booker T grew up. Grew are you on, are you changing your opinion now? Right. No, I'm not. Okay, then don't say when at the time it was a good idea. I thought, but you know, yeah. no. That, but that but looking back at it, keep that same energy. It, looking back at it as an adult, that was the wrong decision. So I'm going to give you. A so you are changing your opinion. Five. Well, yeah, on that, not on your match. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's what I was. I was saying about Booker T versus Triple H. Oh yeah, my opinion about that is adjusted. Booker should have won. Go ahead, Kenny. <sighs> You're gonna hate my score. I'm not gonna lie to you. I, I hate it. I hate it. I, 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 I hate it. 
I I hated it. There you go. Stir that pot. <laughs> I hated this match. Talk I hated. Shit. I hated the matchup. Why'd you? Hate I hated it? the. I hated the. You can do anything, and oh, it it this baby face made me damn near sick. Like I hated. It. <laughs> oh, what would you do uh, to watch this match? Oh, and then the end where it's like he didn't tap, and it was like oh, and then so 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 that means that characteristic still lived on. Like oh, he didn't, he never gave up though. Like I hated it. It felt <laughs> it felt like some anime shit. And, <laughs> oh, this is why oh. Kenny's the bad guy. He's oh, against the good guys. I just wanted. To, oh, I hated this. Like oh, so did the right man win then? In your opinion. I mean, the right man won. It just. Okay, it, I, I just wanted to hear it, something it, positive. Travis, I didn't. Like, I'll get yeah. my coins. <laughs> oh, oh. So yeah, he said what, John? Coins. Travis is getting his fucking coins. Yeah, he. <laughs> so it's a five, I mean, right? <laughs> so it's a five, right? Oh. Yeah, the right man won. I mean, the, the story I mean, was correct. I mean, I mean, the number five. The number five was in there. <laughs> oh, oh. Is there a number before it? Yeah. <laughs> Okay, thank God. <laughs> two, numbers, two numbers before it. I gave you a 1.75 in my opinion. Oh, I, that was terrible. I didn't want to give you I, I really was thinking 0.5, but I, I'm really trying to be nice with this. Bro. Mike 0. gave 7. an itinerary of shit he'd do before I, the other I, matches. I, I hate it. I hated this match so much. Like I said, it damn near made me sick. I hate it. <laughs> when you were reading the build off, and you were just like, "Yeah, never." Like the more you kept going, the more mad I wanted to swing on you. Like, man, <laughs> I never had somebody build me want to do that. <laughs> I hated this so much. <laughs> the same way, the same way Mike went in on me and John last week was like, "You can do better." I'm disappointed. In you. That's how I feel right now. What the hell was that? <laughs> I, 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 oh. Kenny's like, fuck this good guy. <laughs> fuck him for being wholesome. No, you can be a good guy, but the uh, whole, like, you can do it for any bully that's ever, like, for every person has been bullied, and I'm just like, oh, turn this. John, John, I'd like you to go before me. He's the ultimate baby face. Fuck you, Kenny. Okay, I feel like that's, like that's, why, that's why it pisses me off. Nobody's that damn good, and it pissed me off. <laughs> I'm going to give a pretty safe answer. Uh, I, I feel like Mike's got something brewing, um, so I'm going to give him plenty of time to talk his shit. Uh, I'm going to give this a three. Um, Thank you. I, I didn't hate anything about it. I thought the story was pretty average. And the match is going to be stellar. It always has been. But the problem is they've wrestled like 50 bajillion times. Um, you did put some seasoning on it. It may not have been the right blend. But you did put some of your own seasoning on it. So I'll give you that. It's original. It's got Thank some originality you. to it. You may have used like, you know, some fucking Italian seasoning instead of some fucking Cajun spice. You but put some Miss, Mrs. Dash on it. It's some Miss No, it's, it's an original blend. It's just, you know, he added some like fucking like QP mustard or something. I don't know. Something was off. <laughs> but like, it's still original. So I'll give it $3. I will right. say this though. I, I don't care <laughs> if the people have fought a million and one times. If you sell it to me right, I'll fuck with it. I don't care. That's what I'm but saying. I you gotta I add like your own seasoning. <laughs> I don't like this shit. But that's yeah. what that's what I say. You gotta add your own seasoning to it. And he did that. It may not have been the I right like seasoning. Kenny, this has been the most up and down thing for Kenny at ever. It really, it really like has. you it's love and you hate stuff. There's no there's no middle ground for you. <laughs> like like I damn near want to give you like, like every match I want to give you a five or a two or a one every time. Yeah. I'm just like, 
It's irking me. <laughs> it's irking me. I don't want to be that guy. This episode, I think you should just give I... us a five every match, but that's just me. You know? <laughs> I feel you, but dude, that ain't happening. <laughs> as All long right, as Mike. anybody can do anything. Hey, I'm not the asshole this week. I'm the level-headed middle ground for once. This is who I want to be. I don't want right. to be this guy. So I get my pizza. I get home. I open it up. And I notice it's wrong. Now, I look at the TV. Mike, I hope you know that this is just making me one of Rager shows way worse. So just keep, keep this shit up. I'm on a whole list of things. I've given you good. I, look, I've been fairly fair. All right. <laughs> fairly fair. Yeah. I'm going to talk my shit during your show. So, I'm, about, so, I'm about to right. mute Mike. <laughs> all right. So listen, I open it up and I, I look at it. It's wrong. But I'm like, all right. Okay. Hold on. What Maybe I can deal with this because this pay per view's on. Let me, let me look at the TV and see what's going on. I automatically close it, get back in my car, and go right back to the pizza place and get the right pizza. Because I'm also not watching this match and hoping for the main event. Um, same thing Kenny said. I didn't give a shit about that build. Fuck them kids. Um, You're a John Cena fan. How dare you? Well, fuck them this kids. This was a John Cena fucking build. Yeah, but I... John Cena build. This is, yeah, but you didn't you have John Cena that makes me and here's here's the thing is i i agree also with john in the fact that they're crying in the (laughs) in the fact that we've seen this a thousand times and my my problem isn't necessarily that we've seen it a thousand times as much as you had we there's 50 people on your roster you could mix and match you could play with some shit but we got the same match we've seen a thousand times. <coughs> and that's that's just where I'm coming from. And that's what I I, I know you feel it too. When you see a match, you've seen a shit ton of times. You're like, they could do maybe something a little different. But all in all, you know it's going to be the same. And that's just how I feel. Okay. I'm going to go with 2.5. Okay. Mm. Bring it in for the main event. Bring it in. Here it is. Bring it in. It's Last 11 o'clock, and I'm right. cranky, so let's go. God, please right. fuck this we'll, up so I get another mic itinerary. <laughs> blow, blow through I'm this. for that content. <laughs> All right. Stephanie McMahon and Eric Bischoff announced that AWC will be exclusive home of the brainchild of the great Pat Patterson, the Royal Rumble. As in tradition, as is tradition, the winner will receive a World Heavyweight Championship match at the biggest show of the year, All Out. Over the next few weeks, many superstars declare for the Royal Rumble and stake their claims as the winner. Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens enter number one and number two, respectively, and begin the match brawling. X-Pac, Tajiri, Shelton Benjamin, Naito, and Psychosis hit the ring as there the numbers are called. No eliminations yet as the ring uh, begins to fill up. At number eight, Randy Orton hits the ring and starts laying guys out. Xavier Woods is next at nine, and Orton throws him out of the ring almost immediately for the first elimination. Orton continues and throws out X-Pac next. Kofi Kingston hits the ring, and he and Benjamin battle, but Benjamin throws Kingston outside as he catches himself on the barricade and leaps back to the apron, but is met with a super kick from Benjamin, sending him crashing to the ground as the third elimination. A returning Jeff Hardy is out next and sprints into attack Orton, uh, wailing on Orton with everything he has. Mick Foley and Christian Cage enter at 12 and 13, respectively. Orton and Hardy are still brawling outside the ring, or around the ring, sorry. Uh, as are Owens and Zane. 
while everyone also tries to eliminate or avoid elimination. The number 14 entry is a returning Matt Hardy, who rushes to the ring perhaps faster than his brother and attacks Orton as well. Orton realizes he needs to do something uh, the le- and fights back with all he has, throwing Jeff out first and then Matt next. Billy Gunn enters at number 15, uh, marking the halfway point of the match. Just as Billy is about to enter the ring, Zane sends Owens spiraling over the top rope as the sixth elimination. Owens goes into a fit of rage and hits the ring, tossing out Naito, Tajiri, and Psychosis, and brawling with Zane. Both men fall through the ropes and onto the floor. Security comes and separates them, dragging Owens to the back. In the midst of the pandemonium, Christian Cage is eliminated by Benjamin, and uh, Daniel Bryan enters the match. Tyson Kidd, Dolph Ziggler, and Bam Bam Bigelow enter, and the ring is filled up again. Everyone is brawling and trying to eliminate their opponents. Then, Terry Funk is revealed as the next entrant. Funk sprints to the ring, and he and Foley immediately start throwing punches. Foley quickly throws him over. Foley quickly throws him over the top rope, but Funk drags Foley out under the bottom rope. They brawl out into the crowd until they can't be found anymore. While this goes down, JBL enters the match and immediately starts jawing back and forth with Billy Gunn. As they argue, Bam Bam Bigelow throws Dolph Ziggler out of the ring. In comes Bigelow's tag partner, Super Crazy, but he gets thrown out by JBL. Billy answers by throwing out Bam Bam Bigelow. JBL throws out Daniel Bryan and smirks at at Billy. Gunn throws Benjamin out, and JBL sneaks behind and throws Billy out of the the ring. JBL laughs at Billy Billy Gunn and hangs over over the top rope and flicks the cigar taunt at him. Orton comes up uh, behind and throws JBL over the top rope. During Billy and JBL's elimination competition, uh, Dean Malenko, Pac, and Christopher Daniels enter the match. Finally, the number 26 entrant, Cesaro, hits the ring and immediately starts work on eliminations, throwing Malenko out. Simultaneously, Kid throws out Pac, and Orton throws out Christopher Daniels. Then the number 27 buzzer sounds. The crowd awaits in anticipation and then roars with excitement as Batista's music hits. Batista hits the ring, and Kid and Cesaro start to attack him. Batista throws Kid flying out of the ring and then loses Cesaro right after him. Batista Batista and Orton brawl for a bit, but Batista hits a Batista bomb to Orton over the top rope, sending him crashing to the floor. Batista starts shaking the ropes in celebration, but Sami Zayn comes up and picks his ankle and tosses him out of the ring. Sami Zayn is alone in the ring as he waits for number 28. The buzzer sounds, and the next entrant is the, the leader of Prime, the new European champion, Ken Shamrock. Zayn and Shamrock immediately begin brawling in the ring, but soon they are joined by another man that loves to fight, Finley. Finley comes in, and all three men are trading stiff shots. Finally, number 30 comes in, and it's Chris Bay. The crowd goes crazy as the cruiserweight hits the ring and begins taking out, uh, taking the other three out with his aerial offense. Midway through the chaos, Shamrock throws Finley out of the ring, leaving only three men left in the match. Zane catches a springboard attack from Bay and tosses him from the ring. The final two are Shamrock and Zane. After everything in the European champion and championship picture and all the bad blood between these two, each stands in the other's way at it for a shot at Ric Flair's world champion. Zane and Shamrock brawl for a bit, but finally Shamrock hits a German suplex on Zane, sending him out of the ring. 
but Zane grabs the top rope with, with his one hand and dangles to avoid elimination. Zane pulls himself to the apron. Shamrock realizes that Zane is up on the apron and goes uh, goes to clothesline him. But Zane pulls down the top rope and, and Shamrock stumbles to the ring. Zane lays in the in the ring exhausted, but he stands to celebrate. Mick Foley's music hits and the crowd goes crazy. Foley stumbles down the ramp because he was never eliminated, as the commentary reminds us of that. Because um, he was dragged to the bottom rope by Terry Fung and therefore was never eliminated. Foley enters the ring and both men fight at the center of the ring. Zane goes to throw Foley but out, but Foley reverses throw and reverses and throws Zane out to win the Royal Rumble. Finn. <laughs> wait, wait. Say, so, so who won the match again? Mick Foley. Mick Foley. He was uh, he was pulled out the out the bottom rope by Terry Funk, and they brawled out of the of the uh, I guess the the ring, the arena area, and uh, then he came back because he was never eliminated. Say that in his voice. <laughs> <laughs> I was never eliminated. <laughs> I am pleased. I have a question. Yeah. Was it was it Kevin Owens like pretty much murdered earlier in the show and then he just shows back up? Him and Ken Shamrock. Yeah. The, the they, they both had matches. Ken Shamrock yeah. wasn't murdered. The healing powers of wrestling, you know. Yeah, um, but Kevin Owens was in a much tougher fight than Ken Shamrock. I brought the little Travis don't believe in uh, wrestling his players. <laughs> it's <laughs> fucking the Royal Rumble. You're gonna have wrestle two matches. Yeah, and 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 I feel like that's something Kevin Owens could do. Yeah, get the fuck out of here. Of all the people. <laughs> well, he didn't win either of them, so apparently right. fucking not. So, <laughs> I think the wrong man won. I understand that there's future booking, and there's a story to tell. But if I was watching this, I would have been rooting for Sami Zayn. That's fair. Um, yeah. Especially after that, and then just to have him make Foley pop up, come back in, and, and win it. After I'm rooting for Zayn after being at it number one. That really, really would have brought me down, no matter how much I fucking like Foley. Um, and Foley was in the match earlier too, right? He mm-hmm. he died. No, oh, he well. didn't die. He was brawling with Terry Funk. Him and Terry Funk are in a forever feud. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're, apparently they're gonna fight forever. Go feud with fucking Ric Flair now for that belt. He was also he Terry Funk wasn't in the match earlier. Terry Funk I, just showed up to fight him. I also feel like I would have liked Sami Zayn against Ric Flair. I feel like I would have liked I'm not going to lie. I, I went back and forth between Zayn and Mick Foley. Yeah. I, but. because of that, I like the match, but because of that, I can't give it a five. I've got to go. I got to go because also thinking future, I'm going to go. I'm going to go four. Okay. Straight four. Okay. okay. That's where I'm at. I'm at a four as well. Same reasons. Um. Yeah, pretty much. I was just like, oh, there's all these guys, you know, you don't believe in resting people. You'll just be th- <laughs> They're tired. They are tired. It's the Royal freaking Rumble. <laughs> they are it's not our fault Tyson Tomko couldn't qualify. Said, said, that, oh. Oh, that and <laughs> I know. If y'all made Tyson Tomko won, like if he won, I would have gave you a five. I, I would have <laughs> gave you a five. I also yeah, I, I understand that New Day didn't have Xavier in the match with them, but the fact that Xavier came out, got thrown out right away. After having such a great night, hi Orton. Yeah, I. It just. He'll shake. It was. It was like their team just won the tag titles. This man couldn't even get in the ring. <laughs> I'm about to stop talking. No, because I'm gonna keep talking myself down. Just, just 
go. <laughs> John, go. You're uh, conflicted. All right. Uh, I'm going to say a 3.5. I, uh, I like the aspects. I agree with Mike about the Zane bully thing. I just don't get the Foley decision. That kind of bugs me. Um, I just don't get it. Like he's been in the hardcore division. He's got a forever feud going on. What do him and Ric Flair really have to offer right now? I don't know. If Ric Flair is even still the champion, I I don't know. Travis likes weirdly built matchups. I noticed this now. <laughs> no, let me let I'll go. I'll let the moan. I'm gonna let the moan rate us, and then I'm gonna defend. I'm gonna defend my thought process. Okay. Um. Who eliminated Batista? Sami Zayn. And he, so Zayn... like like Zayn's like or Batista doing like the the rope shake thing that he does, and Zayn comes up behind him and picks his ankle and just tosses him over. But is Zayn's not in a faction, right? Nope. Okay, yeah, I'm gonna give you a three point five. What, what would like you have done if Zayn was in the faction? I would have given you a three point seven five. Why? I feel like Batista getting eliminated when you've been building up like Batista versus or or um Ric Flair's faction just randomly getting eliminated by Sami Zayn feels empty to me. It feels like I mean, it feels like okay. a plot hole to me. Like especially like if you're gonna have Batista, at least have him get eliminated by someone in Flair's faction. If Batista's not gonna win the match. Well, he he had eliminated all of them. <laughs> so yeah. you could have had them like I already had that spot in there when Kevin Owens came back and eliminated a bunch of motherfuckers when he was supposed to be. Well, it would have been better with uh, Batista. That's, I mean, that's fine. I'm not. I disagree, but that's that's fine. Um, Um, Because because I, at this point, I don't really care. Like Kevin Owens, I didn't expect Kevin Owens to win. I kind of expected Batista to win it. Um, That's why it was supposed to be shocking. I think everybody expected Batista to win it, but. But I think you could have continued the Batista Flair feud or that with that faction by having them help eliminate Batista as opposed to P- Batista just randomly getting eliminated. Um, and I don't, I, I agree with the Mick Foley winning feels weird and kind of feels kind of heelish. I know it's not heel shit, but it kind of feel heel feels heelish uh, for okay. Mick to le- be out of the match and then come back. And eliminate Zayn. Plus, I'm also am not really super hyped for Mick Foley versus Ric Flair. I just feel like their styles won't match up great. But obviously, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be like you and judge me for, judge you for a match that hasn't happened yet. Uh, I'm still bitter about that. Um, <laughs> clearly, so yeah, I'm gonna give you a three point five. All right, thank you, because Danny didn't judge you on that. I did. So don't punish Danny for my, <laughs> my mistakes. Uh, so let me tell you. Okay, so I was between four people when we were picking this this winner. It was Batista, Chris Bay, Sami Zayn, and Mick Foley. Storyline, like future stories dictated that it couldn't be Batista. Um, I didn't think we had built Chris Bay very well to be able no, to win this. You only had him on that segment. Yeah, he's only done Baywatch segments so far. So he couldn't be the, the one to, to do it. I would have given you a higher score at Bay 1. I know you would have, but that's fine. You know, you um, can put Bay in, in that fucking steamboat match. I'm going to put Fuck. myself over here because I'm bored. So, um, and then, so it comes down to Zane and Foley. And the deciding factor for me was Zane just lost 
in the Euro- or the European Championship match. And he was the one that took the pin. So I felt like he was going to come off as too weak. And Foley's had Foley only lost his hardcore title because he was fighting with Funk. I wasn't feel in like the match. With, a, with a little reworking, it could have worked with, with Zayn. I agree that that's I missed opportunity. We we picked the wrong guy. Um, that all, that being said, um, anything else anyone else has to say about this? Only because we're going very long. We should have expected that for a Travis episode. <laughs> we're Travis. We're going on two hours. I don't. We, that's not me. like that's not. We're not doing sixty minute shows anymore, Mike. This isn't fucking twenty eighteen. I. I in, Look, everyone else seems to be able to keep the shows down long enough. You know what? I figured out why, though. I'll tell you off air. Um, But anyone else have anything else to say about It's because of pegging. Mike Mike and Travi have a forever feud. Yeah, we do. It's on site. Fight forever. I fucking hate him. It's another badly built matchup. (laughs) No, this this matchup isn't built up. Fantastic. (laughs) I don't know. No, I'm your body. My favorite no, part of this feud is the Mike's pizza and like the taking it back because the toppings are off. They probably didn't even fuck it up. He's like, my cheese is a little bit too crispy. <laughs> yeah, so I, that 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 tells you how bad that match was. He I, went I, he went yelled at a service worker. Same like, <laughs> Mike. In a Gilbert Gottfried impression. Hey, I just want I just want to let the the listening audience and everybody here know that. Uh, the last episode of Book It was one hour and 41 minutes long, so what is it? we're shit. only off by seven minutes, motherfucker. Yeah, Talk so shut shit. the fuck up, Mike. Talk your shit. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Talk your shit, Travis. <laughs> then you're Mike, right. I, Mike's views do not represent those of new standard wrestling. New standard wrestling. <laughs> get the fuck out of here. Get, get my back, Damone. <laughs> shut the fuck up. I'm trying to keep her, I'm trying to have us not get taxed. We're not going to get... Look, it, if they're going to start taxing us because they booked bad, then we're all fucked. So we're, everyone's going to end up with fucking fives by the end of this. Hey, I'm cool with that. <laughs> I'm just saying. Anyway, uh, let's wrap this shit up. Yeah, let's let's wrap this up. There's no guest the wrestler. We're not doing that this week. Guess the wrestler isn't on this show anymore anyway. No, the wrestler is Mike's not guest the wrestler. Uh, quick count. We'll do a quick count. Hopefully I miss guest the wrestler. <laughs> um, go to TikTok. I'm the forever, uh, the forever quick count champion. Yeah, because I, um, Dan, wow, Danny, you hear him? You yeah, hear I heard, heard that. I um, won. I won the belt. What, what's don't be not me. Uh, all right. So, anyways, this is gonna be book it. Uh, we're gonna do plugs. Let's go. Let's start with Kenny. You can check. You can catch me. At, you can catch me at um. Bad guy spoken podcast on YouTube. You said what? <laughs> Your voice quivered. <laughs> no, I had to cough when I was trying to fight through it. Uh, okay. <laughs> I was trying to play it off and didn't play it off at all. Yeah, someone grabbing his balls like cough. So, yeah. <laughs> so you can um you can catch me on Bad Guy Spoken Podcast on YouTube where we do bad things. But yeah, that's about it. <laughs> all right. No fudge. I have no plugs, only pain. I need money for hair plugs. <laughs> D money. I'd be tween, so follow me on Twitter at Dumb Money Call D A M O N E Y. CLT like the team. You already know. Making the playoffs. You're making my favorite head. Winning the man. Super Bowl. It's it's already been written. It's it's a it's a five dollar storyline. So 
Um, mm. Yeah, follow no. me on there. Follow me on TikTok, uh, The Money Cole, if you want to play Guest the Wrestler. Travis. Uh, yeah, follow me on all uh, social media at I-A-M-T-R-A-V-V-Y-T. That's at I am Travy T on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. I just need to point out that last book it verse, Travi was the meanest person to me. And now he's he's getting so upset. I'm not upset. <laughs> what do Fight you mean? forever. Uh, I, just, wants I just need to shit. point that out. You can find me on Twitter, hi-fi underscore Mike. You can find me on TikTok, hi-fi Mike. There's no underscore there. Uh, you can find all the shows on the T13 Media Network on our website at T13media.com. Go grab a shirt and our shop. Like this one, book it for life. Um, because uh, if you book it, you book it for life. But that is book it. We're gonna get out of here because I'm going to bed. See ya. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>